You're listening to the Direction for Life podcast. We pray this episode blesses you. We'd love to connect with you. Visit us at rdci.info or on Facebook at Right Direction Church International. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the RDCI. We hope you enjoy this broadcast. What if this is the moment? Your boss got fired. What if this is your moment? The email did come through with a job opportunity. What if this is your moment? So it happened. This is what I love about David. Someone say now-ish. It happened so that David went to the Philistine, disrupted the king Saul because he didn't wear Saul's armor. Saul offers him what everybody else's uses in battles. David said, this is about to, David basically was like, this is going to disrupt you, Saul, but I'm not going to use what typically gets used to get the job done. You're not going to need their funding. (laughs) Your faith is going to find a way to give you. You are looking for funding, and God's about to send you supporters. There's a difference. People can fund you and stay away from the vision, or people can fund you and stand with the vision. God's about to raise up some people who are going to give to you and serve with you. You're looking for funding, and God said, I have some gospel prosperity supporters for you. So 1 Samuel 17, verse 48 says, So it happened that when the Philistine rose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistines. Did he move slowly? He moved what? Did he move hesitantly or did he move what? He moved quickly. The way he was wired was called to the battle line. The reason why he moved quickly, because he knows how to fight bears. And the only way you can defeat a bear is if you catch the bear off guard. The reason why he moved quickly to Goliath, it wasn't because Goliath was fast. He said, you know what? I'm, all I know, I only fight bears and lions, and when I fight those type of things, I got to get to the battle quickly. I got to get to work before everybody else shows up. I got to get to my prayer closet before they start talking about me. When you start moving quickly to the line of your assignment, when you start getting to your yes quicker, you're going to see some things open up for you. Somebody say, I'm called to the battle line. Now David's running toward Goliath. One man sees a giant, but David in his spirit sees an opportunity. One woman sees rejection. The other woman sees an opportunity for entrepreneurship. I don't know what your giant looks like, but I need you through the power of the Holy Spirit to metamorphosize it, to start seeing what it can represent to your destiny. I need you to start seeing the opportunity as a release. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says this, for everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. God said it's time for your release. I want to bring the gifts up here if they have them. If not, it's fine. It's time for your release. We're so busy wondering what's going to be my next move instead of being faithful in what God has for me in my now move. And my, someone say now move. I had an example, I wanted to paint a picture with you, and I had a couple gifts, and I was going to have them laid out here on a table. And in that example, I was going to express to you, imagine what was inside the wrapping comparing itself to other people's outside wrapping. And let me tell you this, as a father, someone say Family Sunday. As much as I know what's in the gift, I'm still excited to see righteous open it up. As much as I'm the one who prepared the gift, I'm still excited to see you open it up. Now, what if this gift was comparing itself to this gift 
because of how big this gift looked. But we don't know what's in this gift. And we'll never know the value of the gift if the gift stays locked into comparison. That's why you trying to be, have a prophetic mouth, but you need to make prophetic moves. And what God's trying to tell somebody is that someone say, my next release. Say it again. You sound good. My next release. So let's see what's in this gift. And they prepared this. I don't know what's in it, but let's see. See, some of y'all, see, I got your attention because what happens is you want to know what's on the inside. Do you understand how many angels, how many supporters, how many financiers, how many team members, how many staff members are waiting for your release? There's so much help waiting for you just to, if you could just open up, ooh, this God placed inside of you, it can bring pleasure to you right now. We can lay down and chill, man, some popcorn. Look what God placed on the inside. Now, that's a blessing, but notice that these, do these things cost a lot of money? But it was in the biggest bag. You hating on somebody who has the biggest bag, but the things on the inside hold no value. They make a noise, they hate making noise. You dated somebody with the biggest bag, but was inside the relationship held no value. I need somebody who's been free to give God a praise right now. You chasing somebody for the biggest bag, but what's inside the bag has no value. I don't need the relationship. It causes cavities in my heart. I don't need this. I don't need no spiritual calories to my destiny. Gotta get to the bag. I gotta get to the, for real. Let's see what's in this gift. Someone say, "Speak, Jesus." Let's see what's in this gift. Ooh, man, they wrapped this gift real good. It's nice and neat. Look what she got on. She looks so cute. I wonder who she thinks she is. He looks so good. I know why he's in that. T- that he dressed better than me. Okay. But what's on the inside is just you know, ready, set. Okay, it's a nice game. They look good, but they're a game. They're a whole game. And you playing games just because they look good. You playing games with your destiny. You playing games with your life. You playing games with what God spoke over your life. You playing games just because they look good. And you're about to mess your whole destiny up over a game. But someone say release. I'm going to stay in that moment. I'm going to sit in that for a little bit. No more games. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. That's why God God is allowed to say no to something that looks nice. God is allowed to say no to something that looks nice. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Well, God, they dress so good. They put themselves together. I know, but I'm allowed to say no to something that looks what? Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what's in this gift. Let's see what's in this gift. Let's see what's in this gift. I got to learn how to release that which God placed inside of me. I'm nowish, not later on. What if, what if when, I can't imagine how I feel if, if, it was, if it was Righteous Orlena's birthday and I gave them a gift and they said, Dad, I know you're giving to, to me now, but everybody's looking at me. Can I open up next week? I might be okay with it, but it's going to take away from my moment. As much as I think this gift is for them, my heart's so aligned with them and what God's going to do in their life that really the gift is for me to see it. As much as it belongs to them, it's really about my experience. 
Are we making God wait for something that's supposed to be now? Are we wait, making God wait for something that's supposed to be now? See what's in this gift. Okay, something that holds a little more. Oh, this holds a little more value. Y'all actually bought some real gifts for real. I was just trying to make y'all spend no money. Or they take, okay, this has more value. This, this, is, this isn't a nice, this is not, this right here is effective. It's a wireless charging mouse pad. This is effective. This is decent. This is decent. This is decent. But I wonder what's in this. I, I, what if, still small voice, this is the way, face the size of a mustard seed. What if, what if the small idea I have has a little more value a little more commitment, a little bit more. What if, what, let's see what's in it, just in case they didn't put what I thought they were going to put in it. Let's see, what, let's see what's in it. Oh, I think it may be something, maybe it can take me places. Maybe it's designed for purpose. Maybe it may not be the most, oh, okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. Okay, yeah, oh, this holds more value. This gives me access. We're talking about gift cards and visa cards and, okay, so this right here, even though it's small, it's already designed to open up other things in my life. This is not just designed for something right now. This is designed for everywhere I got to go later on this week and later on this month and later on in my life. God's trying to tell somebody that what's inside of you is not just for a moment, it's for movement. So David runs quickly to the battle line because what's inside of him is not just designed for him to defeat Goliath. What's inside of David is designed for the other Israelites to have the confidence to take over the Philistines. You're making this about a giant. You're making this about a moment. This is not just a moment. It's about all those soldiers that have hope in the thing that you feel nowish about. Something in your life that you're unsure about, but once it gets done, what was confused to you is understandable to me, and now I understand where I need to go because you pushed that book out of you, and now my life is focused. You were not, you were uncertain when you started writing down the strategy, when you started doing the strategy, when you started doing what God told you to do. You were uncertain, but all your kids know is mama knows how to pray, and she don't know 80% of those prayers were when you were confused. And now your kids pray to stay focused. Someone say, I don't know what's inside of me. I don't know what's inside of me. David, thank you. David was nowish. Joseph was nowish. Esther was nowish. Nehemiah was nowish. God's trying to help you understand something right now that Joseph was nowish, but everything was fine in his life. Everything was fine in his life until he had a dream. Esther was nowish. Everything was fine in her life until she saw herself as queen. Nehemiah was nowish. Everything was fine until he tried to build a big thing. We're all in the toss-up of our faith. David becoming king, Esther becoming queen, Joseph having dreams, Nehemiah building big things. The enemy understands that when you're working your faith and going after what God has for you, he's not afraid of your wishes. He's definitely not afraid of your complaining, but he is afraid of your faith activating in a nowish mode. That I, I just, I, why are you going for this? Because I think something in me can do something. I, I just feel something on the inside of me that resonates with what's standing out on the outside of me. I, I'm tired of letting that, and many of you all, you let that thing die all the time and dwindle. You know what's up. You know what God placed on the inside of you. Hebrews 11 and 1 talks about now. Look to your neighbor and say, where's your now faith? 
now. It says, now faith is assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Faith now for the future confirmation. The nowish individual acts in faith now, trusting in God's future confirmation. I may not have confirmation now, but I have conviction now. And when I go to the school college student that God told me to go to, it's going to confirm what I moved on in conviction. Ah. When I, bring the, when I say yes to the thing that the conviction tells me to say yes to, when I have the thing I say yes to, as I live with the thing I say yes to, move with the thing I say yes to, or do what I'm supposed to do with the thing I say yes to, it confirms what I did when I was over here in conviction. In conviction, I ran to the battle line quickly to meet Goliath. When I slayed Goliath, I now understand why my spirit leaped. When everybody else was scared and all the Israelites were frightened running from Goliath, I'm a young boy, but now I understand why my spirit leaped because I was called to Goliath. You want confirmation in the season that God will not release it. When God gives you a word, he releases conviction. When you get there and perform the word, he allows you to have confirmation. Someone shout now. Caleb, thank you. Caleb was nowish. Caleb was nowish. Caleb, he was already ready to take the promised land. Once he spied on the land with Joshua, the other 10 were maybe later, but Caleb was nowish. In Joshua 14, 7 through 9, it says, I was 40 years old when the servant of the Lord sent me to Kadesh Barnea to explore the land of Canaan. I returned and gave God an honest report. But my brothers who went with me were frightened, the people from entering the promised land. For my part, I wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. So that day Moses solemnly promised me, the land of Canaan on which you were just walking on will be your grant of land and your descendants forever because you wholeheartedly followed the Lord my God. God said, if you be faithful now, I don't care how long you're waiting, I can do it later in your now. Caleb hung on to his now moment. He didn't allow what other people thought about it, what other people complained about, to take away. Once again, the promise of God. In summary, when we look at Caleb's behavior, we look at the challenge that he had to face in the Word of God. His nowish spoke this. There's a promise over there that God can empower me to seize immediately. This nowish behavior, nowish concept is for the person who's not going to wait no more. You're going to get actively involved with what God's placed in your spirit. My God. You're going to get actively involved. Say, I'm going to get actively involved in what God placed in my spirit. You're about to walk in a promise-snatching anointing. Someone say promise-snatching anointing. This nowish person is going to snatch promises. You're not going to treat the promises of God like Burlington Coat Factory or like Kmart that don't exist no more. Because those places, that layaway system is done. God's moving at the speed of glory. He's not favoring the believer who has put in the promises of God on layaway. 
He's actually coming behind the believer who's willing to have crazy faith and get actively involved with something stupid that God wants to do now. God is interested in shifting his brand. He's tired of his last endorsed individuals. He's looking for somebody who comes from some, nothing that God can empower to become something. The Lord is trying to change his brand up in you. Yeah. The Lord is trying to change his brand up in you. Yeah. Mama knew him as a keeper. You're going to know him as a reacher. God's trying to change his brand in you. Yeah, he can heal your body, but you're going to know him to be empowered to heal somebody else's body. God's about to change his brand in you. When you get used to being nowish, God's going to change his brand. I thought God defeated his enemies by way of swords, but David's brand, God defeated his enemy by way of rocks. God's trying to change it up. He's trying to change it up. He, you thought you needed a degree. No, he needs you in the room with people scratching their head trying to figure out, I thought this room was for people who only have degrees. He's trying to change his brand up. You're going to get the degree. It was the will of God, but God's doing a new thing. Someone say new thing. Now he's about to empower you to do something that you didn't go to school for. All your friends are going to call you crazy. They're going to think you wasted your education. They're going to think you're wasting your money. But you know what God spoke to you. And now you're going to get rich at doing something that you didn't go to school for. He needs people scratching their head. The more times people around you don't get you, the more God got you. The more things around your life that make no sense, God is focused. The more confused they are, the more focused God is. He's intentional with you. He's intentionally moving you through your brothers. He's intentionally ushering you through the battlefield. Stop trying to figure out, why is this happening to me? How did I get here? I thought I was taking my brother's lunch. What is this happening? How do I get in the room? I don't belong here. I don't deserve this. Stop all that stuff. You don't deserve it. God's grace moves by way of favor opportunities. You got to be okay with God crushing your heart with blessings upon blessings that you will never deserve. It is impossible for you to open doors up that are impossible. You got to be okay with God doing the impossible. And the only way you can be okay with God doing the impossible and people tell you before it gets done that it is impossible. Give God a praise. 1 Corinthians 13 and 12. It says, now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. We're not going to see it perfect. It's going to be imperfect. That prophetic word, it hits you in your heart, but it confused everything you saw in your home. What God said to you spoke to everything in your bone, but it makes everything feel frustrating at home. Who am I talking to? God, I'm okay with the consequence of walking in my prophetic release. I'm okay with being the one called to be nowish. So the scripture says that it's puzzling Reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know is partial. I don't understand completely what to do. I just sort of know what to do. <laughs> I don't completely understand how it's going to happen, but I just know if I do this and use that 
and cut that off in my life and move this in my life and stop doing that in my life and stay tunnel vision in this in my life. Somehow, some way, all things that were confusing in my life are going to work together for my good. And somehow God's going to use the rejection as detection. Somehow God is going to use the time I was demoted as a place of elevation. God's going to use the place that was horror in my life as a new autobiography in my life. God's going to find a way to work it all in together. God is a professional at puzzling season. He's great at putting together things that are confusing. Give God a praise for his majestic ways of putting things together that are so confusing to your life. And I believe on this Family Sunday, God gave us a word like this because he needs children in the same room seeing their parents give God a praise so they can make sense out of their life that they have more time to go, that God can use the thing in your life that you don't think he could use. You don't need to commit suicide. We bind the devil right now. We get it. You're stuck in the crosshairs of your yes. I understand God spoke to you and you're trying to figure out how your next amen looks like, but God said if you would just understand the alignment and stop whining about the assignment, if you would stop being moved by other people around you and start understanding that God is with you, if you start understanding that God can take you higher without you having to pass out flyers, God's trying to do something by way of no marketing plan. God does not need you to have donors and earners to move you to new places in your life. God knows how to do what he wants to do in your life with no support. You're looking for the wrong thing. You're looking outside of your gift to know that you're gifted instead of looking inside of your drama, inside of your storm, inside of your rejection, and finding something special in that divorce. I know you left me, but when you left me, I found it. Thank God you left me. Thank God I left you. I wanted it to work, but it didn't work out. But when you left, baby, I found something. I found something that God has for me. It hurt. I was sad. I was grieving. But don't worry. Eventually, I'm going to stop crying. And when I stop crying, when I stop crying, when all those crazy prayers start to make sense, I'm going to look at that relationship. I'm going to look at that storm. I'm going to look at that doctor's report. I'm going to look at that ADD and ADHD. I'm going to look at that slip up. I'm going to look, look at that backslide. And I'm going to say, oh, he's working all things together for my good. Not your good, not if to be good, not them to be good. You've been trying to take care of everybody else. And God's trying to work things together for you. You've been making every, I love your kids. We've been making everything about our kids. God said he's about to make this next one about you. All the hell and all the crazy stuff is going to make sense just for you. Because while they're confused, God's empowering you to be Focus. He's going to use the mess for a message, and he's going to use this disturbance for a miracle. Give God a praise and stand to your feet. Because I get it. How do I get from here to there? Someone say, God's able. Someone say, God will. Someone say, I know he can. Someone say, I know he will. I, I feel this in my spirit, man. I feel, like, I feel like we gotta start understanding that I'm different. I feel like we gotta start recognizing that I'm not the same, that all the trauma you've been through, that I'm different, yeah, I'm different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. Yeah, I'm different, yeah, I'm different. 
pulled up in life with favor in it pulled up in life with blessings in it pulled up in life with focus in it I'm different yeah I'm different I'm different yeah I'm different I'm different yeah I'm different got out of that mess with a testimony got out of that crazy with a testimony come on I'm different I feel something in that thing someone say I'm different someone say I'm different say I'm different meet it from your spirit say I'm different they said David come on they said David make alive quickly at the battlefield and somebody's called to do something different they say you're too young they say you're new they say your idea doesn't have legs yet but God's requiring somebody to come to the battle line of their yes and if I'm talking to you make your way to this altar because God's about to release a blessing on your yes I'm different yes I'm different I'm gonna come out of that storm with a testimony I'm gonna come out of that storm with blessings I'm gonna come out of that storm with greatness come on I feel like God's about to do something different in your life I feel like God's gonna do something different in your life crank it up crank it up give God a praise come on give God a praise give God a praise I see I hear a sound a sound of deliverance a sound of accepting what comes with this a sound of warfare a sound of God doing something new he works all things new in come on come on he works in all things come on someone say God can do it someone say God can do it someone say God can do it Come on, say, God can do it. Give God a praise. Give God a praise. Hey, 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 hey. Come on, praise him. Praise him for the release. 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 Come on, open up your mouth. Open up your mouth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Release. 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 Put Ephesians 3 and 20 up. Release. Release, release, release. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's doing something at the altar. I had to. I saw the Holy Ghost come in the room, just swift through. Release. I release all pain. That's the sound of deliverance. Some of you all, God's gonna have you scream it out, shout it out. I release. Woo. I release the pain. I release the rejection. I'm different, I get it, God. I'm different. I'm different. I'm called to disrupt. Nothing ever is gonna, I'm called to flip tables. I'm not, it's not gonna be smooth sailing for me. I'm called to be Peter walking on the stormy water. I've been asking God to calm the storm down that I'm called to walk in. I've been waiting God to calm the storm down that I'm called to walk in. been asking God to change something that I'm called to challenge right now at this altar you're forgiving yourself for comparing yourself to other people's gifts your gift has value oh God forgive me man looks at the outward appearance God looks at the heart Man looks at the outward appearance. 
God looks at the heart. Come on, say it. Man. not her confirmation. Mordecai runs up on Esther and says, perhaps. Look to your neighbor and say, perhaps. Perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. What is your this? You don't understand, why would God open this door for me if all this dysfunctions in this door? This is a this that you're perhaps is called to right now. You're asking God for forgiveness, for fighting with his plan for your life. Fighting back at his plan to use. I hear, I don't know why the Lord keeps having me stay on divorce. God said, I'm gonna use the divorce. our Christian nature, we, we, we want to punish ourselves. Stop punishing yourself more than what God is ever going to punish you with. Release yourself from judgment. If you love our podcast and the impartation you gain from it, we encourage you to become an iChurch member. As an iChurch member, you'll get access to exclusive digital content as well as an online community and various small group sessions. To find out more, visit rdci.info forward slash iChurch. Connect with us for digital impartation weekly. Join Bishop Herbert and Dr. Marsha Bailey on Clubhouse for marriage, faith, and family inside Kingdom Business Network on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash rdcitv. We stream live services on Sundays at 7.30 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, as well as Wednesday at 12 noon and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ladies, join us for Manifest on Fridays at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time.